Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creatively curious. I'm your host, Jolene Kasten, and I'm very pleased to have Kristen joining us. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. My group received a case study that said, the Carnegie Institute in Pittsburgh owns a large wall drawing by Sol LeWitt. LeWitt provided instructions indicating what lines were to be drawn, and the work was executed by local artists. The museum plans at some future time to move the drawings, that is, to have it redrawn in another location. Can it justifiably claim that it will have the same work of art in its possession? The drawing is beautiful. I would love to have it in my dining room. Suppose I have a second drawing made using Lewitt's original instructions, but without his authorization. Would that be a forgery? How would it differ from the first, given that it followed the same instructions? And suppose I hire the very artists and students who made the first drawing. Would that change the situation? So that's a lot to take in at once. Before we talk about whether or not we can recreate his work and whether or not I'm making any forgeries, why don't we learn a little bit more about this Mr. Sol LeWitt. Sol LeWitt, born Solomon LeWitt in Hartford, Connecticut, 1928, was an accomplished minimalist and conceptual painter, earning his place in the art world for his work as a leader in the conceptual movement during the 1950s. He is known for using a variety of mediums, including paintings, photography, and sculptures, which he referred to as structures. Lewitt did most of his work during the late 60s to 70s, including pieces such as standing open structure black, wall structure blue, and the works most important to our case, the wall drawings, of which he made around 1,350. We'll be focusing on his drawings in the Carnegie Institute in Pittsburgh, which I believe were titled Wall Drawing 450, a wall divided vertically into four equal parts in various color combinations, and Wall Drawing 493, where the wall is divided vertically into three equal parts, again in different color combinations. For Lewitt, ownership of his art was not always due to possession of a physical object, like a painting or sculpture, but by possession of documents, a certificate of authenticity, and a diagram in his case. Together, these documents contained typically partial instructions on how to fabricate or install his work, and possession of a certificate and diagram gave their owner a guarantee of provenance and the authority to arrange for installation of the work when the artist or the artist's successors in interest and nothing more. I know that's a lot to take in, but we're now going to move on to our first question, which is, if the museum moves the work somewhere else, that is, if they repaint it on a different wall, would it still be the same artwork? And can the museum claim to have the same artwork in their possession? Answer that question, I'd like to turn it over to my co-host, Kristen. Thanks, Jolyn. That's a great question. I would say that the artwork in question could be considered the same art, but the museum would not be able to claim that they have the exact same artwork in the possession, uh, 
unless they also have a certificate of authenticity and the accompanying diagram as well as express copyright permission as mentioned in our intro. Since the museum is moving the work elsewhere and having it repainted, in theory that makes it a completely different work of art in its own right, albeit still inspired by the original artist, making it the same type or style of art, but not necessarily the same artwork. However, according to Artsy's article on Saul Lewitt, How to Be an Artist, Saul Lewitt created conceptual ideas of art, quote, meant to be executed by anyone with their copyrights, therefore de-emphasizing his hand in favor of his ideas. I, like Lewitt, don't believe an artist can own an idea in the same way they can own the tangible execution of that idea. Innovation and creativity would not be possible without the works of those who came before us. All artists at some point copy or steal from artists or works of art that came before them and use that as inspiration to recreate new works of art and so on and so forth. In the same artsy article, they write that Lewitt didn't see his work or anyone's for that matter as moving towards a particular goal or end. Rather, he thought of art making as an eternal process of building, reinventing and growing. Each thought or experiment led to another encouraging innovation. Essentially, Saul Lewitt handed us all the blueprint to his work, encouraging anyone to recreate it for themselves, following his original guidelines. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the idea will remain the same, as ideas are fluid and over time, ideas do evolve. I wouldn't exactly call what the museum is doing, stealing or copying artwork though they are technically copying the art onto a different area, I would more put it as repainting it because you can't move the wall, but I understand what you're trying to say. I, however, am unsure as to whether or not Lewitt himself would consider this work to be a new piece entirely. He seems to have made some somewhat contradictory statements on the matter in my research. In one statement, Lewitt considered that the actual execution of the art, that is the planning and the setting up part, was far more important than the painting and making the physical art itself. He considered his ideas to be the most important part in it. At the same time, however, I found a different part of my research where the Carnegie Institute had an article on the piece in question and they had a statement about Lewitt's process saying, he created art by developing an idea and producing written instructions for other artists, many trained in his studio to carry out. He believed the input of others was part of the process and even children have contributed to some of his public works in school. So each drawing is different even repainted works change, very important, while the application method of the paint is rigid and precise. It's always someone new working with the paint rags and items such as paint primer are different, more or less porous in North America compared to products in Asia, for example, making a difference in the outcome. Now what this all means is essentially, basically this art has been repainted elsewhere. So it is now a new work of art. Perhaps this would imply that even though this is a new piece, 
the museum can still claim to have a Lewitt in their gallery? I'm unsure. Whether or not it's still a Lewitt is a different, rather complex question, but I would not say that the museum can still say they have the same artwork in question. Kristen, your thoughts? So what would we need in order to consider it a Lewitt then, or in order to consider it his piece? To answer that question, we look to question two in our case study. Is repainting the piece in your own home, according to his instructions, but without his permission, considered to be a forgery? Personally, I would not consider this to be a forgery, more of a recreation or possibly an imitation. According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, Forgery must be distinguished from copies produced with no intent to deceive. Put simply, as long as I'm not attempting to pass off Lewis' piece as one of my own creations or to pass it off as an authentic Lewis, and seeing as how I'm not trying to like sell the piece, it'd be hard to sell a wall and just repainting it in my dining room, this would not be considered a forgery. Even if you follow the same instructions, you are the one painting it and recreating it. So, as Lewitt said, this is a different piece made up of entirely different brushstrokes unique to the first piece. I wouldn't consider this piece to be a forgery, but I also wouldn't consider it to be the same piece, even if I followed his instruction. Kristen? I agree, personally and theoretically, that the piece would not be considered a forgery. And again, we can see how even though this piece is a recreation or imitation of the original, it's still not the same as any other piece in circulation. So what will we need in order to consider it the same or original piece? Let's consider the story of the wall drawing number 679, an example of someone living in a home with a piece that was previously considered a Lewitt, but had been covered up by the previous true owners of the piece prior to selling the home which then avoided the new owners from deeming, deeming it a Lewitt even when they tried to restore the piece. The fact that the new owners of the home, which contained the original piece, could not actually own the copyright materials to the Lewitt in their home, in other words, their certificate diagram and express permission of copyright by law, which would have made them the true owners of the piece, legally revoke their ownership of a true Lewitt. The article, Temporary Conceptual Art, Property and Copyright, Hopes and Prayers by Richard H. Chusid states that the certificate is the signature for the wall drawing and must accompany the wall drawing if it is sold or otherwise transferred. Therefore, without the certificate, no one can have express ownership of a Lewitt. And furthermore, quote, ownership of a Lewitt work purchased from the artist, therefore, did not mean that a wall drawing could be displayed solely at the behest of the owner of the certificate and diagram at the place where the certificate and diagram were located. The certificate and diagram could be displayed by the owner of the pieces of paper at the place where they were located, but permission of the artist or the artist's successor copyright owner was required before a wall drawing could be installed in accordance with the instructions in and copyright ownership of a certificate and diagram. To put it more simply, ownership of any piece, even with a blueprint and, and diagram, cannot be considered a true Lewitt on display without express permission from Lewitt himself or his estate. And similarly, making a copy of a work 
rather than doing something derivative also requires permission. In the case of a Lewitt, the present installation of a wall drawing, likely a derivative work, requires the permission of his estate. So while repainting the piece would not be considered a forgery, attempting to display a said piece as a true Lewitt could be. And from there, let's move on to our next topic of discussion. How would it differ from the first, that is the original, given that it followed the same instructions? It, in this case, being our recreated drawing in our dining room compared to the original piece in the Carnegie Institute. To answer that, we would need to know at what stage in the process of planning, coming up with instructions, and executing this piece, we would consider it to be a true Lewitt, if there is such a stage. Funnily enough, a similar question is asked in the first chapter of the textbook, Puzzles About Art, when they bring up the theoretical case of Collet Driftwood. In said case, a well-known local artist is reached out to by a museum curator and asked for a piece to donate to the museum. The artist smiles, grabs a piece of driftwood from the beach he's standing on, and hands it to the curator saying, here, take this, call it driftwood. The reader is then asked a question whether or not this can be considered art and whether or not there is some sort of minimum infusion of the artist's will or creativity that is required before a piece is considered art. And bringing this back to our case, if Lewitt only designed the piece and had others painting it, is there enough of a difference in having us paint it for the work to be considered different, seeing as how we're still following the same set of instructions? I would say that yes, this is a different piece. When Lewitt came up with the piece, his original, he had very specific instructions in mind. He had a specific location he crafted it for. And he even went so far as to pick who would be painting the piece in his stead. We may be following the same design. However, we may have different equipment. We may have different paints, even if they're the same color. We may be doing this with different brush strokes. And possibly most importantly, at least in my opinion, we have very different intentions behind the creation of this piece. As in this case, I'm specifically putting it on my dining room wall because I think it looks nice. I could not, in good conscience, say that this artwork does not differ from the original. Those are great points, Dylan. I would say Lewitt didn't intend for his artwork to be an object or entity on its own either. We can refer to the Tate Museum's article, Ideas in Transmission, Lewitt's Wall Drawings in the Question of Medium. On the topic of ideas in transition, they write, Lewitt produced an artwork that was not itself an object. So that is the piece was deliberately used to emphasize the materials used towards the work's existence as much as the finished product, intentionally compromising its autonomy as its own entity and reinforcing the philosophy Saul Lewitt laid out in paragraphs on conceptual art, in which the idea was emphasized over and above its physical execution. That being said, when we look at the original question for Lewitt, the most important aspect of a work of art is the idea behind it, not necessarily the execution of that idea. 
So if in this case, we are using the same idea or instructions to execute the piece and transmitting the same information to the viewer, what would make it different from the original piece would be little other than the perceptual subjectivity of the viewer, in addition to the person drawing it and the structure of the wall or room it's being recreated in. As Lewitt has said, quote, each person draws a line differently and each person understands words differently, suggesting that the idea will be altered both in its interpretation by the individual draftsperson and in the process, process of its execution. Now, Kristen, you bring up an interesting point. You mentioned that according to Lewitt, the most important part is the idea of the work not necessarily the actual execution of it. So, would LeWitt consider us executing his art to be different from his original intent? I wouldn't think that the art would be different in execution if we're following his instructions, as the idea is still being technically recreated the same. But I do think it can still be considered a different piece due to it being translated to a different environment on our wall at the Carnegie Institute in Pittsburgh, even if conceptually and philosophically it might be the same. Your thoughts? Well, would the question change, should I hire the very artists and students who made the first drawing? Good question. However, I don't think that would change the situation. To me, these may have been the same people hired at the time, but it's not gonna end up being the same piece. They have changed and evolved over time. The way they paint could have evolved with them. It might be the same people, but very different brushstrokes. Besides, I would again bring up Lewitt's own idea that even the act of repainting a piece could change the artwork. Having the same group of artists recreate it does not mean that I now own that painting or that I now have that specific piece. It is a different piece entirely. And again, it will not change the fact that it's being moved to a new location. Interesting. Similarly, I would say that although Lua employed a team of specialists that he himself sought out and trained in the execution of his work, and even if I were to hire the very same artists and students who made the first drawing, the situation would not change given that the piece is being created in a new space or room and on a new wall, the piece would still now not be the same or an original piece. The piece would take on a whole new form, perhaps with the same meaning, but who's to say? In the same article previously mentioned from the Tate Museum, they write on Lewitt communication and noise that by quote, suggesting that architectural features and holes, cracks, bumps, grease marks, should be considered part of the drawing, he, Lewitt, made it impossible to distinguish the material conditions of the work from those of its site, rendering that work unique in and of itself. That's a great point. I would also say that any piece we make, no matter who we hire to make it or how closely we follow his instructions, will not be a Lewitt due to the simple fact that we don't have his permission to make this. But technically, wouldn't anyone with access to his copyright certificate and diagram have per permission to recreate his work, which he may have wanted in order to keep his philosophies alive and evolving even in his passing? Normally, I'd agree with you. However, the case study explicitly states that we do not have his permission. 
but we do have some instructions. In that case, with the idea in mind that we do not actually have ownership of the certificate and diagram, it would be impossible to consider the piece an authentic Lewitt, considering that simply losing the certificate and diagram could destroy even the value of the work in question. And according to my research, while Lewitt was alive, he would be consulted about the installation of one of his creations for display. He was after all the copyright owner and his permission was required. Now the permission must be done with the estate's permission, but Lewitt is no longer around to create or consult when it comes to making new works of art for display at a particular location. So we are of the same mind then. No matter who is hired, we will not be having the same piece of artwork in our dining room. We're merely having some sort of copy or imitation. I believe that that has covered all the points made in our case study to an adequate degree. And so I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Kristen. I really appreciate it. This concludes our Exploring Art podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. And remember to stay curious.